And welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I want to thank you for listening. And if this is your first time joining me, welcome. I am so glad you could be here today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you have an extra moment, would you consider leaving a review? It only takes a few moments. Or you can also share this episode on social media. Both help others find this podcast. If you are looking for some good resources for deepening your faith, Just visit sitstillmydaughter.com to see what is available for you, including Bible reading plans, journals, edifying magazines, and blog posts. I do have a contact section on my website where you can submit any questions or prayer requests that you have. And there is a link in the show notes that allows you to donate to this ministry. Your support helps us in continuing to encourage the hearts of women with the truth of God's word. Are you ready for the answer to the Bible trivia question I asked last week? What did Jael serve to Israel's enemy? The answer is milk and found in Judges 4 verses 18 and 19. Our next question is what items did the Shunammite woman include in Elisha's room? What items did the Shunammite woman include in Elisha's room? And remember, I will have the answer for you on the next episode. This week, we are studying the second fruit of the Spirit, joy. I think it is important to note that joy and happiness are not the same thing. Happiness is usually linked to a positive event, like when our boss gives us a raise or someone surprises us with a gift. Though we enjoy this emotion, it is fleeting. But joy is the opposite. In this verse, it means a calm delight, a gladness. Enduring Word Commentary defines it as a joy whose foundation is God, and it is a joy that can abide and remain even when circumstances seem terrible. Let me say that last part again. Even when circumstances seem terrible, please don't miss this. Spurgeon went a step further by saying that our joy comes not from what we have, but from what we are. If you listen to any marketing commercial, their focus is on your lack or problem that only this new product can solve. If you purchase this product for just a few easy monthly payments, you will be happy. But that's the real problem. It seems that you must always purchase something else or pursue another thing in order to maintain that feeling of happiness. If you boil it down, happiness must be continually refilled. But real joy never runs out because it comes from the Lord. Remember that he is our foundation and that knowledge gives us real joy. And like Spurgeon said, it is not what we have, but from what we are. We are children of the Most High God. He is the one who promises to never leave us nor forsake us. And he has told us that he has prepared a place for those who love him. Isn't that a wonderful thought? No matter how difficult our season seems down here, we know that one day we will be with him where there are no more sorrows, tears, or heartaches. There will only be his glorious light that shines on us for all eternity. And while we still are pilgrims here on earth, his joy goes before us. Let me read several verses for you. Psalm 5 verse 11. But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. 
Psalm 16, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 35, verse 9, And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. It shall rejoice in his salvation. Romans 15, 13, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Philippians 1.25, And having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance and joy of faith. And 1 Peter 1 verse 8, Whom having not seen, ye love, in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy, unspeakable and full of glory. And my friends, This is just a fraction of the joy passages. Those words should fill your soul with delight and pure joy. We can be a joyous people because of who we belong to, the one who loves us with an everlasting love and in whom we can rejoice with joy unspeakable. I want to return to the thought of having joy even in difficult circumstances. To the world, This seems like complete madness. How can one be joyous when they are suffering? You know the earth gives us a couple of examples. A babbling brook and a crackling fire. Neither are original with me, and you may have heard them used before. Elizabeth George referenced both as well in her book, God's Garden of Grace. One of my favorite sounds is a babbling brook. There is something so calm and serene about that delicate and constant sound But how it is made is the complete opposite of what you hear. The water is forced over rocky terrain that is blocking its natural flow, and this detour makes the beautiful sound we all enjoy. Without the rocks, there would be no song. The Crackling Fire, an illustration penned by Susanna Spurgeon and included in Elizabeth's book, made me stop and think as well. I have enjoyed my share of bonfires, and I must say they are a favorite. I love the warmth that surrounds me and the flickers of light, but there is a sound that is also very pleasant, the crackling of the wood as it yields to the heat. Susanna compared it to praise out of affliction. The sound is born from intense heat, reducing the logs to ash. Without the fire, there would be no song. Our ability to have joy in the midst of sorrow is a song to the world. They hear our notes of praise as we tumble over the rocks and endure the heat, and it leaves them wondering why, which opens the door for an opportunity to share the reason we can still sing. Paul and Silas sang songs as the blood dripped from their wounded backs and their feet held fast in the stocks. This was one of the evidences of their faith. A mature, fruit-bearing Christian has joy all year long. This does not mean they have a smile on their face because they're happy about their circumstances. But they can smile through the tears because they know who is holding their hand. And just like a garden takes time, so does cultivating joy in our life. It is an intentional shift in our focus heavenward instead of downward. It is the knowledge that God never wastes our suffering. Remember that he never wastes our suffering, but he has a purpose behind each hurt, loss, and disappointment that we endure. James chapter 2 verses 2 through 4 speak about this. My brethren, count it all joy 
when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. We can have joy in the midst of diverse temptations because we know the outcome. They help us produce patience, which is an endurance in this life. This is another aspect of joy. It can see beyond today. Joy, as I said earlier, is fixated on the heavenly. It is focused on what is to come and in whose presence we will one day be. I don't know about you, but this is something that I really want to cultivate in my life. I want that fruit of the Spirit growing inside of me, that joy that only comes from God, a joy that allows me to smile through my tears because I know that one day I will be with Jesus. And when I see him, every hurt, sorrow, and pain will have been worth it all. I want that joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. I want that joy that sees beyond today. And I want accounting joy that understands the purpose of the trials and temptations. Don't you? I pray this is your desire. And because it is a joy that comes from the spirit, that means we must spend time, yes, in the quiet place, learning more and more about him. I pray that you make your time with God a priority. I promise it is time well spent and will strengthen your heart so that you can face each day with joy. And that is where we will end today's episode. I pray you have a wonderful day, my friends. Remember that you are loved with an everlasting love by your Heavenly Father. Thank you.